We're talking about how various compositions of letters change the makeup of this world, or literally the DNA of this world. The calculation of a leather's value signifies the reduction of the light and life force, reduction after reduction until nothing is left except for the most remote aspect, which is the sum and value of several types of forces and levels encompassed in this light and life force. Remember, we're talking about how incredible light of Hashem can dilute itself so narrowly that it could create this world that we exist. So the letters of divine speech are not merely letters. They are fundamental forces that constitute the basic foundational structure of the entire creation. The most fundamental primary combination of the Hebrew letters is their sequence in the first ten statements in the Bible, in the Torah, let there be light, etc., This combination, which expresses the principal creative force of the universe, is all-encompassing and expansive, forming individual, delineated, worldly beings necessitates the constriction of the general primary creative engine inherent in the original divine utterances. This constriction occurs through the substitution of the letters according to systematic techniques and established methods of conversion and exchange. At the nucleus of these leather combinations remains only a small remnant of the original combination's essence. At the simplest level, it's taking the letters of a given combination of letters and switching their places with one another. Both the first and second combinations are made up of the same letter, but in different sequence. More complicated is when letters are exchanged for other letters. The connection between the original combination and the new one is no longer one of letters, but rather a more indirect substitution. The most complex letter conversion includes the use of letters' numerical equivalents and other letter calculations through which the essence of a created being may be radically transformed from one pole of reality to the other. It's interesting, again, you know, talking about the comparison to DNA and the ability of CRISPR to cut out various parts of DNA or to put in different data and thus change the very fabric of the DNA. It's, after all, it's only after all these constrictions and others similar to them, dictated by Hashem's wisdom, that the light and life force could become concretized even in the lowest creation, such as inanimate stones and dust. So like a stone literally doesn't have much vitality. And how many computations and leather play has to happen until you get that um, creation through numerous immense constrictions degree by degree that is a sufficiently mi- minuscule life force comes to the degree that it could come inf- become infused within stone. And this, as he wraps up, is the idea of memale kalamen versus of kalamen. This is the concept of filling the worlds, which is Hashem's life force that makes a stone a stone. Contrast to Seviv Kalomin, the all-encompassing power that makes existence real. However, it does not separate between stone and animal and human. So this is all the same. So the Mamale light individualizes the energy through computation of letters. The Seviv Kalomin is all-encompassing. Okay, so what have we learned? This lengthy chapter constitutes the climax of Shara Yichud Vermuna, the gate of unity and faith, in several aspects. For one, it presents an explanation for the opening statement of the book that Shema Yisrael is the highest unification and Baruch Shem is the lower unification. 
The main theme of this book is the absolute unity of Hashem and the manifestation of that unity even in the lower world that seems so distant from anything divine. And still it finds um, it, it has its incredible divinity. Along this way, the chapter touched on several foundational questions of faith. For example, he, he focuses on the verse, I did not change, says the Lord, which means, according to Tanya, that the creation of the world and God's knowledge of it, including all of its going on, do not change or affect Hashem's essence and oneness at all. Then he went to focus on the concept of Hashem's knowledge. He's the knowledge, the knower, etc., we spoke about the burning question of tzimtzum, divine constriction, and that tzimtzum should not be taken literally. Then we spoke about how divine light interacts with the world through two models, Soviv and Memali. He focused especially on the light that fills all the world and expands outward throughout every aspect of every world by manifesting within the constriction of divine speech through leather combinations and exchanges. And now we're ready to move on to chapter 8.